0: This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell.
1: Uh, we have a lot to celebrate in terms of Lightning taking on the Canadians. As you said, um, Marty Saint Louis, that's that was such a huge topic of conversation because you've got Stammer Ooh. who's over here surpassing all the greatness that he established in the Tampa Bay oh Lightning goodness. organization. Yeah. But you want got- yeah. Um, with that said, Bogosian and Sergeyev were scratched before the game. We know that Sergey's still kind of working through that. Uh, I believe it's a hand injury because that's where he took the block versus the Kraken last week on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Bogosian, we know that this is kind of a good problem to have. The defense is starting to step up. And with that, they have to kind of rotate out the players and see who's going to be the better pairings versus certain teams. So Bogos kind of been rotated in and out. Cal has been rotated in and out. Hayden Flurry has now started to kind of solidify more consistency to be in that lineup. He is hardly on that scratch list uh, as of late. So that's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. What I do like about Fleury is you can see him getting a lot more confident. You can see him building chemistry in those pairings. Um, he likes to play up. He doesn't particularly have the speed to track back as much, but that could be a parent situation. So something that I wanted to point out that I've noticed lately. Yeah, he and had only like 16 did. minutes in the, in the game against the Canadiens. Right. So, mm-hmm. and you mentioned this, I want to say an episode or two ago, the fact that defense is starting to play so much better. And I yep. think that they're a huge part of this team's success right now. While the offense is hot, we cannot yep. discount what the defense is doing because heading into this game, uh, they were really protecting They were protecting the net, but also as of now, after their win versus the Canadians, um, goals against, they averaged 2.83. And that key number that you always mention, Kaylee, is not going above three, not letting up more than three goals. And they started to get that percentage and that average down and it's playing in their success.
0: And if you remember from like a few corners ago, um, a few Kaylee's corners ago, one of the one of the things I said is that they need to a stop taking as many penalties, so that yep. they stop giving up so many, you know, potential power play goals. And yep. they have Casey. They have. They really have become more disciplined, mm-hmm. um, in how they're playing, taking you know uh, less penalties, and. Honestly, and this kind of goes back into like the most recent episode we have with Pierre Edouard Belmar and that interview we had with him, um, which is Belly's back and Sorelli's back and they both contribute in super fantastic ways to the penalty kill.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: And Belly said it. I mean, if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, you need to go and listen to it. But Belly didn't realize when he started the year that he had this weight on him Mm-hmm. And then he went to see his mom and, and he had to handle a few things in his personal life. <laughs> uh, excuse me. As you can tell, I'm still getting over this sickness. Uh, but he said once he saw his mom, he didn't realize it. But this weight was lifted mm-hmm. off of him. And he's he feels so much more comfortable on the ice. He feels so much more in his game. He didn't realize that his game, like on the ice.
1: He couldn't be present. That-
0: that there was something holding him back until he went and took care of this family stuff, and now he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm playing so much better because I have this weight lifted off of me." I didn't even realize this was something I had, so um, I, I I would say a lot of that goes to to Belly to the fact that they have Anthony Sorelli back. No. Um, so I mean, they they held Montreal to you know over three on the power play. Mm-hmm. The fact that they only took, you know, three penalties, the fact that Montreal only got three power plays, that's great. And then the fact that they're holding them, that's great. So I think that in terms of those things that we talked about a a few weeks ago, in terms of the Kaylee's corner and like minimizing those, they really have moved forward in a big way. And that, and that's helping minimize the goals. In addition to the defense, just in general, playing better and more holistically with the offense, you see that, you know, John Cooper talked about it for so long, communicate, communicate, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you see the communication now happening. You see the the D line. We talked about it last week, the D line pushing forward. The D line is best on this team when mm-hmm. they can get involved when the offense, yeah. um, because they feel like they're contributing in multiple ways. And then they're getting back and they're playing really sound defense. We're seeing all of those things come together. And yep. Casey, they're coming together at the perfect time.
1: The perfect time. And I'm glad you mentioned the PK and Belly and Sorelli because what wow, that's a mouthful. Belly and Sorelli, guys, tag team it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm so glad that you mentioned that though, because we both got a chance to chat with Nick Paul. It was a while ago at this point, a little over a month ago, and we were kind of asking about the importance of having a defensive element to your game, and Nicole yeah. said it's crucial. And the more people on this team that can have a defensive element to your game, then you can keep yourself you can keep yourself in a position to control the game majority of the time. And so we know that whenever this team's not in control, they lose their structure. When they lose their structure, that's when they put themselves behind and lose a game. So it all kind of starts within that structure, and you have to have the ability and the mentality to be physical, to be defensive minded, uh, to play. You know to play whatever you need, what's ever called upon you in that split second of a decision that needs to be made. So I think what's translating so well throughout this team is like, you don't just have to be good at offense. You don't just have to be good at defense. You need to, the more you can do the better. And Sergeyev has mentioned that Paul has mentioned that, and now it's kind of becoming the identity and the character of this team. And, it's going to make them a tough team to beat and a tough team to play. And as you've mentioned, Kaylee, they're doing it at the perfect time, and it's starting to show. And kind of speaking to that even further is how much this defense is starting to get involved. You've got oh, yeah. Cole picking up assists after assist after assist. Turneck gets his first goal last week and then he picks up the assist. So let's open up with the first goal in that first period, 2 minutes and 57 seconds in. It's Brandon Hagel, who's so hot right now. And then you got Ian Cole on the first assist and Eric Turneck on the second assist. So it's that push up, it's that it's that the play developing so far back on the ice and the success to execute at at the other end. You're commanding. You're not just playing, you're commanding. What is it? All 200 feet of the ice. That's huge. And you're doing it in such a in in such a flawless way. If I had to nitpick one thing about this team, the giveaway total is still way too high for me. If you see those giveaways versus yeah. the Boston Bruins, it's going to cost you. But, you know, in, in retrospect of what they're doing and how they're managing with the mistakes that they have at the time of the season, it's all fine. It's all well and good. But to see how much defense is getting involved, to see them. Loading up in the assist column, and typically that's where Victor Hedman, you know, wears the crown. And you're seeing Turnak, and you're seeing Ian Cole, and you're seeing these other guys get involved. And I think that's going to help this team tremendously because playoffs and Stanley Cup Finals. It was, as we've talked about, Luke Shens and Jan Rudas. It was those guys who they're not talked about tremendously throughout the season. They're talked about during playoffs because they're helping create those offensive chances from the blue line and pressing forward. So that first goal, I was ecstatic about. Hegg's making the goal and it's starting with Ternak to Ian Cole uh, for the completion there.
0: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, I I talked about it uh, on, on last week's pod is just, again, the D line getting, getting up and getting involved. Um, I think that that's, that's how they play best. You know, I love to see it and you're seeing it. You're right. You're seeing the confidence come from these different guys, especially Mm -hmm. like, the Ian Coles like I'm seeing you're seeing Ian Cole in the score crawl on getting a point like almost every single game now yeah. um so he has been such a fantastic addition to this lightning defense um Casey getting a little bit deeper into this game i mean it, it it just was so fun to see because we've talked about like the lightning continuing to get better and better and better and i think this game it is Aside from, and, and you're hundred percent right, like the giveaways are, are too much. They still need to like hunker down those giveaways because when you're playing a good team, those giveaway, I mean, like we're playing the Leafs tomorrow, those giveaways, they're going to take advantage of them. So or you need Johnson
1: to is gonna make you pay for that next week. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. You still need to like dial that in and get better with that. However, Overall, I would say this is a, this was a great 60 minute effort. Um, You know, the way that they started um, getting, getting a goal kind of right off the bat, Brandon Hagel. And like you said, some of those defensive guys getting up in there, really setting the tone for this team right off the back, even strength. Um, Then you see, you see that in the second period, which is a period we've talked about continually that they're you know, that their power play gets going and, and yep. that's when we see, you know, Anthony Sorrell, technically, <clears throat> uh, he, it was like at the end of the five on three, technically he, he, he scored it on the five on four because of like the time on the five on three had just kind right. of gotten up. Um, but like his first goal, um, again, you're seeing him contribute right away
1: yeah. on
0: special teams. Um, mm-hmm. You're seeing Brandon Hagel again. Another goal this time on specialty. You're and it, and at that point it's four nothing. Right. So at that point, like the defense and Vassy, they're still hanging strong. Like they're still really tight. They're still like really competing very very well. I just think that through through throughout this whole game, like so this was just a really solid performance. Casey, what did some of the guys say to you after the game about? how they viewed this game did they did they also see it as, as a, a great 60 minute effort
1: yeah actually they saw it as one of their better 60 minute performances for one but it was capitalizing on special teams because in the yeah. second period alone montreal collected five penalties so those five penalties in games middle I don't, it's hard to gauge where the season's at beginning of the season power play special teams is all they were relying on. After that, it kind of got a little wonky. So that after after that successful special teams period that the team was having in the beginning of the season, we know that a game like this, with so many different advantages, five on three, five on four, going back to back to back on special teams, they wouldn't have really been able to execute. But you said earlier in the segment, Kaylee, with the return of Anthony Sorelli, it makes a big difference because one thing that I do want to point out is that within all of these power play opportunities that they were gifted by the Montreal Canadiens, It's not just the first unit that's making it happen. The second unit is getting heavily involved and they're setting up great chances. It was the second unit, And the last game on Thursday that actually was getting more chances and opportunities than the first unit there. So I actually got a chance to ask Brandon Hagel about it. And he's like, look, we're doing the right thing in terms of creating chances and moving the puck successfully. They're having clean passing lanes and they're moving the puck really quickly. So it's just, it's that final execution setup. It's kind of getting the puck up in the net, just not trying to hit the corners there. And so with those little adjustments, they're going to find more success, which they did versus the Canadians. So Brandon Hagel said they're on the right track. He loves how special teams has been looking. He loves the chances that they're creating for one another. And I think more importantly, it's not just, you know, how is the first unit going to contribute and what's the first unit going to do? It's the fact that that second power play unit has stepped up so much and they're going to find just as much success as that first unit very shortly here. I'm, I'm pretty certain about, so the players are, happy with how they played, They feel like it was more of a 60-minute effort than anything else. We know they don't like giving up goals when they have such a commanding lead. So, of course, in that third period uh, when Montreal got on the board 16 seconds in, um, that wasn't too fun for them, but they responded very well. One other thing I'll point out about the power play in the second period is the fact that it went back and forth forever on whether it was Hedman's goal or Hegg's uh, tipping it in. Oh, yeah. It went back and forth the entire night, guys. I did end up being gifted to uh, Hagel there, but at the end of the day, that defensive effort, those guys getting involved. wouldn't have happened exactly without Victor Hedman. And what I like more about this and why I'm pointing it out is because on that Brian Bradley interview, what I love is that Brian pointed out some guys that need to step up. He said, Hey, they'd be further along this season. And we're not sure if Victor Hedman is a hundred percent, you know, guys, how hockey works. We'll find out at the end of the season, what they've been dealing with and you know, how mentally tough they are to push through the things that they push through. But I swear, ever since Bradley called his name, you're hearing Victor Hedman's name more. You're seeing the involvement even more. And whether that goal was gifted to him or not, um, it's the fact that it was significantly based off of his effort that started to get that power play generating. So a strong second period by a team that's had a tendency to let up. And a lot of it through special teams and at least special teams showed up for them. And whether it was back and forth, it's Anthony Cirelli collecting uh, Perry. Perry's been getting so much more involved, too. Kaylee and I talked about the third and fourth lines needing to get more involved. And what I like about sorely returning to the lineup, what I like about what we've seen in the past two weeks here is that the third and fourth lines, I think are starting to get their own identity.
0: So there doesn't have
1: to be as much changes uh, going on. So when Domestikoff went out last week with his day-to-day injury, You know, they just rotated somebody, or Sorelli, they rotated Sorelli in from the third and fourth line. They didn't switch up the lines entirely. They didn't have to throw anything in the blender because they were so confident with the structures that they had started to build out and what's happening down there. Third and fourth lines have gotten heavily involved. Time on ice, Kaylee, was nearly equally distributed between all four lines, which I found fascinating. The highest time on ice was your defensive pairings. So that just shows you how much Cooper and the rest of this team is feeling like, okay, we're starting to find what these lines look like and what they're going to do and how they're going to contribute.
0: Another thing that that shows me, um, which, which kind of goes into one of the things that I I do have to say um, is that while I think that you, you mentioned like, yes, I think the third and the fourth line, their shots are coming. And it's just, it's, we've talked about always, it's always what happens within hockey, Sometimes you put up shots and they don't always fall, but eventually they will. And they're going to come for the third and the fourth line. But also what it makes me think about is the fact that when this first line, when this second line are out on the ice, not only are they taking, they're just taking the highest quality of shots Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: they're not, they don't have as much time on the ice as they used to have. And they're still scoring. At the same rate if not a higher rate than they used to score at so they're taking less time to score the same number if not more goals than they were scoring at the beginning of the season they've just dialed in their process Mm -hmm. i mean it's just like down to a t their their process they and john cooper talks about it all the time process over outcome process over outcome Mm -hmm. they have it takes time to get the process and then you get the outcome. Like that's how it happens. That's what John Cooper preaches. It's delayed gratification. And that's what this team, that's what we're seeing now in this team. We're seeing weeks and weeks and months of hard work at the beginning of the season now pay off in December when they're third in the standings. And they're about to face the number two team in the standings um, and and be able to potentially some points. They have two four-point games coming up. That's amazing. That's a really great opportunity for this team to start making some moves and start. But also, Casey, like this is a team that we know turns it on. They get better as the playoffs are coming up. So, yeah, for me, it's never about like you have to take it all, all into account. Like I was talking to somebody the other day and. And I, I was teasing and saying like, oh, you know, like maybe, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see, you know, another playoff run. And they said, well, not if they don't start playing better. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, (laughs) what are you talking about? This team, they always, this is always kind of what happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a snowball. The mm-hmm. season is a snowball and it starts and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And yeah. then they become this powerful behemoth yep. at the time of the playoffs. And what's happened the last three years? Oh, they went to the Stanley Cup finals the last three years in a row and they won two of them. So I think that they're in pretty good shape to uh to be going, you know, on, on this right track. So yeah. I, I just had to point that out. The, the first and second lines are getting less time on ice. They're getting more goals. That means they're delivering their shots are impeccable. The, the timing, the vibes that they have with each other. This team is, is like you, everyone should be very excited. Like it's yeah. go, everything is going in the right direction with this team right now. Yeah. Casey. And, and I'm very not- impressed by these the top questions- lines.
1: I would also point out the fact of if you look at the injuries that kind of took place early in the season, losing Chernak for a handful of games, losing Hedman, yeah. for a handful, like defense didn't get a chance to build chemistry. So there was a lot of times Ooh. where the chemistry process, that building process was, was stripped from them because there wasn't healthy guys on the ice. You know, Fortier was in the lineup in the beginning of the year. Bolsters we've seen once or twice. Like there's still a, a rotation process here that takes away from like who your core is going to be. But I think now they're getting within that core as you pointed mm. out. Um, but something else too, is that coach Cooper, he has made a, a point in practices to kind of eliminate the extra pass. We know that this mm. team kind of gets a little pass heavy and that was something that he was working on. Take the shot. If you're not going to take the shot, push it up forward and create the opportunity for the next shot to come in, clean up the garbage. We're starting to see that rebound wise Hayden flurry, I think leads this team in picking up rebounds and helping keep them um, in play. So there's so many important parts of this game that are starting to come together. And you said it Kaylee at the right time and uh, talking about something coming together at the right time before we probably head into cherry pickers here is the dynamic duo closed out this game yet again. There was this very, I, I, it's terrible to say guys, I get it. You don't want to say cute in hockey, but I can't help but call it cute. We had that cute moment where Kucherov slowed down and allowed uh, Brand- Brandon Hagel to have that empty netter last week on Thursday. And, you know, Heggs was kind of like, that's why he has a letter on his chest. Sweet, uh,
0: maybe sweet. Had- we can call it a sweet moment.
1: Is, is sweet better than cute? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Sweet. It feels- know.
1: Uh, yeah, sweet. This-, this moment. Um, and they closed out the game. Heggs gets the empty netter and Kucherov is the one who, you know, Delivered it to him, but then closing out this game, it's uh, a little give and go between uh, Kucherov and Haig. So Kucherov passes it to Hagel, Hagel taps it back up to Nikita Kucherov, Kucherov completely denies Edmonton, and then gets the goal in. So the chemistry between these two, and we we've touched on it a little bit, but so it's, it is it's getting that much stronger. And I don't want to say it's this big brother little brother relationship, but you can just tell that that Hagel is such a sponge with Kucherov. He is learning from him. He is starting to read him. If Kucherov trusts you enough to make a move without looking up from the puck, that for me is like a love language.
0: So when they sit next to me, we have to mention this too. They sit next to each other in, in the dressing room. Their their Lockers are right next to me. And they talk like Casey. Anytime we walk in there, they're sitting, they are sitting next to each other and they're talking and they're chit chatting. um, You know, so, so it is, it is this, it's, it's, a rounded relationship. Like they work together so well on the ice, but they're also like, they have fun. They're laughing. They're sitting next to each other, like off the ice as well. And we've talked about it all season, Casey, those two things they contribute to
1: each other. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I know some people are probably like, you keep mentioning Brandon Hagel. You keep mentioning Akita Kutroff and their chemistry. This is not to eliminate Braden Point by any means. Braden Point is such a professional and such an elite human being in his own that I'm talking more about the development of Brandon Hagel and how he is creating this bond and identification with that top line for one for two. It's also the fact that, you know, coach Cooper, and I'm trying to remember what player specifically it was probably stammer, but coach Cooper and stammer have actually started to compare Brandon Hagel to Andre Palat and what Palat brought to this oh, team. Yes, wow. So not, not excluding Brandon point, just, Further diving into the development of 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 Brandon Hagel in this team when he came in last year, you know he was on that third line. You weren't really sure where he was going to go, what his placement was going to be, and his game feels like it's changed. I'm not talking about a 180, but still. And then to get the honorable, I think, comparison to Andre Pilat, you know, we started seeing playoff Pally. Are we going to see a whole nother gear in Brandon Hagel? All that to say, I think so. The chemistry he's building now, what that first line is delivering now, thirty-two percent into the season, I am very anxious to see what's gonna what's gonna come of this first line come March and April. So, a
0: hundred percent, Casey. Thoughts
1: with the with the Canadians game, Kaylee. Do you have any other big pointers or things that you saw in the game? Um, no,
0: I'm, I'm ready to take my cherry picker. I'm nervous that we're going to have the same one. So I want to go first. You go. First. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little, uh, I'm going to be a little greedy today. I'm going to say, I'm going to go first and I'm going to say, Anthony.
1: Like, what do you want to do? Casey? She's like, no,
0: nope. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Sorelli is my cherry picker. I always sing this kid's praises. I love oh, Anthony Sorelli. I love his game. I'm so glad that he got that first goal. Um, and, and he's been on the ice for like two weeks and right. it already comes like, this is a guy, he steps foot on the ice and he's contributing in some kind of way, whether it's his forward checking, whether it's his defense, whether he's shutting down another line or whether he's contributing in the scoring column or picking up those assists. Uh, Anthony Sorelli is like, he's my guy. I, he- I think he's amazing. He's, he's funny. He's like, he's got a good personality. Um, and I'm just so happy for him to get that, that first goal of the season, the way that he did it. Um, yeah, so he's my cherry picker. Uh, I think that, and I think that that kind of picks up the rest of the team because, you know, I mean, they already, they were already, you know, up two goals, but then he gets his goal. It's three. And then Mm -hmm. I think the rest of it's just that you can see the bench get so excited when, you know, when a guy like Tony, especially with what he's been through this season, yeah, exactly. When, whenever he's get he gets that goal, it picks up the bench, and I think it just creates more fuel to the fire for uh, for other guys to get going as well. So Anthony yeah. Sorelli, he's my cherry picker. I think that I, I just got to give him some shout outs. Uh, I love
1: me some Tony. I'm so <laughs> glad that he's on this team. I do Tony. No, that's there's no better way to put that. Um, I'm gonna surprise you though. Sometimes when you think you're taking my cherry picker, uh, which there's just so much, so many great players to talk about on this team, so we yeah. can. All- there. Um, I've got to give it to Ian Cole today. Mm. I, I I don't think it needs to go. I think this is our first,
0: in. this is our first time. He's our cherry picker. That's amazing. I think he so deserves too. it. He yeah. deserves it.
1: What he's doing. And then he's, he's loading up his time on, on, on ice for one, which just shows you how much this team trusts him to get the job done. Um, his, his motor doesn't die down. That's the yeah. biggest thing that I think I've noticed over the course of the last three, four games, this guy's motor is just on. All 60 minutes. So regardless of how this team is playing, you know, he's still laying up the hits. I mean, I would love to see what his hit total is in comparison to Eric Turnax at this point. But I'm just, I appreciate the hustle. I appreciate his motor. He's starting to get involved. We always say that offensive defensemen have a very special spark on this team. They just energize the entire team when the defense gets involved. And it yep. alleviates pressure off of guys like Victor Hedman, who is his own beast, of course, but it alleviates pressure off of Victor Hedman. I think it raises the motivation for an Eric Turnak, who we saw Turnak get more involved offensively last year. And I got a chance to talk to him earlier in the season. He said, of course he wants to score. He's just got to figure out, you know, he's still working on that sweet spot, which we're starting to see that develop in him. But I think having a guy like Ian Cole play alongside of you, who just has this confident uh, skating to him and ability to him and hitting just as much as he's trying to create offensive opportunities. It's leveling up that defense. I think Ian Cole is a, is a nice little spark back there. And he's been involved in every game. Uh, as you said, getting in that, in that assist column, getting on the score tally. And I think he just deserves a shout out and some respect. So Ian Cole takes my chair yeah. this time. Um hundred percent.